0: Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella.
1: Well, good morning again, Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fiella here on Hope Rains, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Good morning, Mike.
2: Good morning. How this week just got by us so quick and a lot going on, a lot yeah. of... A lot of good stuff, though, still in the midst of everything, isn't it? You know, eight
1: days of hope. It is always go. about hope. Things. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love right now. Right now, during these interesting times, not only in our country and the world, it's a great opportunity, Mike, for us to take a time out and just start right. becoming the praying people again. Right. Praying. I've learned in my walk with the Lord, um, when I pray, they tend to be very, very short. Okay. They, they just do. I mean, they're just, I don't know, two, three, four minutes tops, you know, five minutes, and, and, and you move on. And, boy, this is a, you know, when things slow down, it puts things in perspective.
2: Well, absolutely. And we have to guard our minds. Uh, oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there has to be a balanced input and maybe heavier on the, you know, the Lord end the things. In other words, what we've done in our house, we limit our TV. No, I've, you know, good as far as all the announcements. Good for you. We have two. Good for you. I want, I get updates a couple times a day because sure. I don't want to miss something we yeah. need to be doing. <laughs> yeah. But at, at the other, then then we turn it off. We talk, listen to some music, you know. Actually, we started going through some old, here you go, everybody's digital. Oh, yeah. We, we got a box of old photos.
1: Oh, fun. <laughs> you start
2: going through those things and yeah. they're hilarious. Oh, of course. And have conversations with your kids, your grandkids that you just haven't had. And it's, it's a good time to bring the family together.
1: We uh we love board games, okay. and
2: you know Jermaine, you
1: know the, what we've been doing as a country the last two, three, four weeks as we we navigate one day at a time, not sure what's gonna happen tomorrow or next week sure. or next month or next. But you know what, James tells us we're nothing but vapor or mist. I mean, mm. who are we to say that we're gonna go to this city or that city, right? right. Um, because things are changing so quickly, but. I love board games. We love board games.
2: Yeah. Um, tibers are pretty competitive. Though. I was just gonna say you took the word out of my mouth. We are. You're a competitive guy. I we love are it. we we are. We uh, we like risk. Do you ever play risk? I know of the game, but we're we're, yeah. we're not board oh, okay. game fans. But All right. uh, I used to be s- several years back, but it's just All right. our, our, you know. A little different for us.
1: Well, you're probably thinking, why am I even going to listen to the show over here talking about board <laughs> games? So, Eight Days of Hope is a ministry that started after Hurricane Katrina. We travel the country, help people out after natural disasters. Uh, Four arms of the ministry, rapid response. We go anywhere, a day or two after disaster, like we did last month in Nashville. Tornadoes hit on a Tuesday. Leaders were there on Wednesday. Volunteers were showing up on Thursday and Friday. We we're there for what, seventeen days even during the crisis, following all of man's rules and all the recommendations, but uh, able to help families in need. Um, So about 60 disasters, Mike, over the last 15 years. We have a rebuilding arm that rebuilds homes after disasters in eight days, hence the name Eight Days of Hope. Uh, We have a distribution ministry if you are in western New York or near Mississippi, Uh, both of those facilities. Uh, have product that a local church can use to love and serve people in their congregation, the community. And then the latest arm, our safe house construction right. ministry. Um, next month, we're partnering with Frank and Linda Reich Yes, uh, in Indianapolis. They just launched a new ministry called Not Today. And uh, we, uh, the ministry, Eight Days of Hope, we help ministries expand, rebuild, and remodel to help those rescued from sex trafficking to help facilitate the emotional, spiritual, sure. and physical healing.
2: You got to go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, yeah. click on media, and particularly that show uh, with, with Linda. Yes. Um, that was on the, I think that was the 21st, March 21st. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so, but click on that, and and, and if you miss any of the past shows, there's at least three yeah. on there, uh, and you'll, you'll get an update and just what's going on, and it's, it's, it's you'll good. be in the loop. Yes. And very soon, on April 18th,
1: still thinking we will have a video broadcast on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and we'll be announcing all the information about Eight Days of Hope Buffalo this year in July. And so, you know, we're, we're still intending to, uh, to love and serve people in the district in the city of Buffalo uh, July 18th to the 25th with free home repairs. Of course, if you volunteer for three days, you get to go to Kingdom Bound. For one day on us, yeah. but all those all those details will be released uh, on April eighteenth, Saturday at okay. ten o'clock. Uh, we'll have a um, a video broadcast. It will be taped,
2: okay. but we'll uh, we'll announce it to the world ten o'clock on the eighteenth. And just a note on that, as far as the time frame, keep these ministries in prayer. Eight days of hope and kingdom bound. You know, at this point, we're trusting and believing, and you know that, that comes in uh, July that these events are going to be going on. And that we're preparing and going full steam ahead. I saw something that Donna posted recently on the leadership team. They're full steam ahead, planning uh, for Kingdom Bound. And you have to. You you do. You know that.
1: There's so much we we don't have any control about, right? I mean, at the end of the day, um, God's in control. Yeah. Yeah, he is. in. And aren't you glad that he's in control well, yeah. and we're not?
2: But see, there's a practical side to that, that we need to place ourselves in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can say to you, Steve, well, God's in control, but inside I'm going, oh, uh, what about what if? if OK, right. yes, sure. That's part of the natural man. But rest in the Lord, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean to his understanding and it'll it'll bring your mind around, it'll bring your heart along. Yes. We always say do the practical things that they're saying for us to do. With hand sanitizer and washing, and 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 be practical, but sure. but still, you know, here's a time you can use the term be be godly. What would right. what would Jesus say and do to us?
1: And be careful, church. You know, we we all want our 401ks to be a 401k, not a 201 or a 301k. I get it, but church. You know, this is a perfect time to put our priorities in in, in, in in a row, right? Right now, your relationship with Jesus is is the most important thing. Your marriage, if you're married, your family, your kids. Um, he, of course, right now, your health. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be wise with with the resources God has blessed us with, but at the end of the day, if God would take care of, um, and it's you know it's it's right in His Word. If He's going to take right. care of birds, you know the if He would take He's he's got this, guys. He's got this. You know, just breathe. Be you know. Right now, my big thing, the line I'm sharing, sharing with my friends is, during this time of troubles, I want to shine for Jesus. There you go. I just yeah. You know, there am you I con- am I am I aware of what's going around me? Heck yeah. Yes. Am I still sleeping my five and a half hours a night? I sleep absolutely oh, yes. like a baby. Five and a half. That's pretty good. I know. I'm up a little for bit. you. <laughs> I'm up a little bit. I know. I know. I, I it used to be a little bit less than that, but. Anyways, hey, today, Mike, we have a couple missionaries, yes. uh, Robin and Brian Jar. Okay, they live in Michigan, mm-hmm. and they have left doing what the world does, and they travel with eight days of hope on a minute's notice uh, after disasters. And they're a glimpse of Jesus. They're ama- an amazing couple.
2: Well, I just read the bio the other day, and <clears throat> you know that they've been married for thirty three years, yes, and yep. then took this in their own business for over thirty, and then which I want to ask him about, I'm not sure what business he was in, but to, to, to wait a minute, that's a lot of years of doing something, then all of a sudden now you're you're doing something different. So looking yeah. forward to hearing the story.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting in life. When God calls you to, to go into ministry, uh, of course, that's it that can be a very big change. Well, you know. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I do know, things. I do know. Three years into it, man, I know. And, and you know, for them... And I believe they owned their own business, I, okay. I, I think. And I could be wrong. We'll find out in a minute. But I think they were in the farming community okay. doing some things. But when you take that step of faith, talk about the unknown. I yep. mean, they're missionaries. They raise all of their own support. They, okay. they get no financial help from Eight Days of Hope or somebody else um, you know, from us right. to do what they do. But they travel at least 140 days a year with us. Really?
2: 140.
1: Think about that. 140 days a year, you're not sleeping in your own bed, and, and you're on the front lines
2: for Jesus. Yeah, with the joy that comes with that. Ooh, I know it's, yeah. it's a sacrifice for those that haven't done that. You're thinking, how can these people do that? But I'll tell you, it's one that's been on some of the rapid response trips, most of right. the uh, rebuilds. There is nothing greater the joy that you receive by, by giving and going. So it's awesome.
1: Well, we're going to talk to them in just a minute. The Jars, uh, Robin and and Brian, and uh, we're going to reach out to them right after our break here. But again, April 18th is the broadcast, the informational meeting for ADT Buffalo. Um, if you are skilled, if you're a skilled professional, and you know how to do electrical wiring, painting, roofing, carpentry, plumbers, we are looking for some additional help uh, the next couple months. Uh, okay. In May, right now, tentatively still scheduled for May, we'll be going to Indianapolis to help out uh, the Reichs, uh, Frank Reich, the coach of the Colts. They have a new ministry called Not Today, uh, remodeling, renovating facility to be used for those rescued from sex trafficking. Okay. Uh, we're still planning in June going to Texas and then down in Tupelo, Mississippi. So if you're a skilled professional, you're a handyman, handywoman, email us at info at 8daysofhope.com. We'd love to plug you into one of those ministries. Yeah.
2: And like you say, we won't be blowing up your, uh, no. your inbox. We're just going to get you the information necessary so you can come alongside and serve.
1: Yeah, we, we'd love to do that. Um, more information about any of those ministries, just go to 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com, and click what we do, and you will see what we do, and you can get plugged in. Boy. Why are you laughing at that? I, Did I say something I was, funny? No,
2: I just like. Did it, I was, was it really matter of fact, like. Was we'll see what you do. That's right. You, you're going to read my mail and yeah, what's going on? No, that's on. that's good though. Yeah, that's good.
1: Hey, I want to thank our partners for once again joining us here with Hope Reigns every Saturday morning. Uh, we have so many people that are praying for the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. It's yes. been a busy, busy year, but want to give a shout-out to some of our local partners. And, you know, Mike, Kingdom Bound is right around the corner. It and is. just want to remind, if you volunteer for three days with us this summer in Buffalo in July, that following week we'll all be going to Kingdom Bound.
2: And you're going to enjoy the festival. Toby gets, Mack. Oh, yes. Casting crowns. There you go. Come on. Newsboys United. I love it. You got, you got it down. You get. To, <laughs> did you do your homework before I, you came? No, I know, that's great. I, I love no, it. you're on top of I Christian music all the way, Steve. I, I love it. I
1: love it. Hey, go to 8dayshope.com. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope on WDCX. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with Eight Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our Safe House Construction Ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. 8 Days of Hope started
3: as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then.
1: We've partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros. We rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in bigger than ball, then put on a free sports camp.
3: Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief.
1: For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, eightdaysofhope.com.
3: Come be the hands and feet of Jesus.
0: Welcome back to Hope Reigns, to join Steve and Mike, call 716 883 5000 or 1 800 684 2848.
1: Welcome back to Hope Rains, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, hanging out with Mike Fiello this morning. And a um, lot going on in the world, Mike. Oh, a yes. lot going in the world. You know, I, I remember 9 11. I was in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. I was okay. leading an event. We had about 50 customers there, and the world was turned upside down. Um, but our God, who sits on the throne today, sat on mm-hmm. the throne back then, right? right? And our country rebounded. We're going to rebound from this.
2: We will. You know,
1: and, and we're going to be better for it. We're we're gonna we're gonna understand what's really what really matters in the in the world.
2: What really matters in life. That's the word that we're searching for. It has brought us closer together, not only in families. And I know there's been some rough road along the way. Sure. But you know, even uh, our community. And hopefully and I know our churches are stepping up and it's it's it is a good, positive time in a lot of ways.
1: It really is. And this morning, Mike, um, we're excited this morning. We're going to we're going to interview a couple missionaries with Eight Days of Hope. Uh, Robin and Brian Jarr uh, believe they're up in Michigan still and they've mm. traveled the country with us. And, you know, Eight Days of Hope, Mike, we've had we have about 24 missionaries that okay. serve at least 140 days a year. And, and they're an amazing couple. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and bring them up right now. Robin and Brian, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Are you both there? You are. Yes, I did it. Yeah. I hit the right buttons. There it's you like, go. what is this shiny button for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. Are you calling from Michigan this morning?
4: No, we're actually no. in Tennessee yet.
1: You're, oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Still in Nashville, Tennessee. Cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, servants. Guys, let's step back a little bit. Let's tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and uh, where you come from and your background, and then we'll talk a little bit about the journey into the missionary life.
5: you want to go ahead, Robin? Go
4: ahead. Yeah, I can. Um, Robin, Brian, and Jar, we're self-employed business owners. Um, We got into A Days of Hope through our church. They sent a couple crews down. And we uh, fell in love with it. Everybody's always told me I'm such a server because I always want to help people. (laughs) And then Brian kind of got tagged into this with me.
1: (laughs) That's how it works.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So, but we're enjoying it. We love doing the missionary work and the family of eight days of hope. And we have two beautiful girls and we just love the Lord.
2: So what kind of Uh business were you operating and running?
4: Um, we have We're an doing, asphalt seal yeah. coating business um, up in Michigan, So, and then we did snow plowing, but my husband retired that this year so we could do this. He said 30 years of plowing is enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Brian, it's been a mild winter up in Michigan, though, right? Because I know it's been in Buffalo a mild winter.
5: It has, yeah. I guess it was perfect timing, right? It, it was perfect.
1: So, Brian, you're you're in the business world. You guys are doing, you know, you're, you're you're making monies. You're you're doing what you do, and 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 you go on a mission trip. Where was your first mission trip, to, Brian?
5: Uh, my first one was Houston, uh, Texas, uh, during the rapid response there after Hurricane Harvey. Yes.
1: So Houston, Texas, and that was the was that the rapid response arm or the rebuilding arm?
5: Uh, that was a rapid response arm, and we're, uh, yeah, and then I actually, uh, we went back for the rebuild, too.
2: So. So, so, Brian, what's it like to have your wife on fire? Uh, this is for Brian now. She's all uh, a go-getter and, and going to get this done, and she drags you in. <laughs> Just, <laughs> is
1: that how it worked, Brian?
5: Did she drag you in? Well, I, I guess. I mean, in a way, because she was uh, – yeah, like you said, she was on fire for it. Um, when she went that first trip to Houston, uh, the first leg of the rapid response, she came back. She said, man, this is it. You've got to go. And God spoke to me and said, yeah, you need to go with her. And the Robin's always been like that. She's uh, she's a take-charge take, take charge woman and gets things done. She's <laughs> got, a, got, a, got a servant heart. So.
1: Well, I'll tell you, Brian, publicly that your wife's got a beautiful smile, and it's always the joy of the Lord that's on your face, Robin. So I know that when you go out and oh, serve, you. oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Robin, um, let's share a God story, too. Think for a second or two. Uh, you've been serving with Eight Days of Hope now for you know, two, three years. You've been on multiple trips. Um, just share a story of, you know, share something with the listeners, maybe a God-sized story where, you, know, you knew that you were making a difference, not because you were anything, all that and then some, even though you are, but because God was working through you. Do you have a story, Robin, that you can share with the listeners of how God showed up in a big way?
4: Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Um, I think one of them is one lady we're still staying in contact with had gone through two other events just before a tornado and Opelika hit her. Hmm. They had a fire burn down the garage. They had flooding in their house, and then she's just been going through a lot of times before that, and then the tornado comes through, damaged their house, and she hadn't been going to church a lot, so she got back into going to church um, along with her husband, growing their faith more. But since then, Steve, they had, just before they were going to start rebuilding their house to meet with a contractor, a lightning storm comes through and burnt their house to the ground. Oh, so they're still going through gosh. the process going through a process of trying to get a new house. The insurance companies were even looking at them of doing these things to it, but so between all that, we stay in contact with her. she's letting us know what's going on and we just keep praying for her. but she she was really struggling at the time we come into there and she's just been a blessing to be able to talk to and encourage her and her husband both to keep going. God's there. There's a reason for it.
2: Wow. So, Robin, let me ask you, when you and Brian go to an Eight Days of Hope event, are you on the out on the field together, or what are your jobs? Start, start with you, Robin, and then Brian, what is your job, if it's different?
4: Okay. Um, we become missionaries with Eight Days of Hope full-time last January. Um, and then this year we become ambassadors with them. So we help do the leading, lead crews, but we go wherever we need to. Um, right Now he's doing different stuff this time on this one. Sometimes we go out together as a crew, so it just depends on what they need. Okay.
1: Robin, what do you like to do? If you could do anything during an Eight Days of Hope rapid response or rebuilding trip, and, and you, and the buck stopped with you, Robin, out of all the things that you, maybe it's something you've never done with Eight Days of Hope, but what's the one thing? If you would just had full control, what's the one thing you'd either love to do or want to do?
4: I don't know. That's hard, Steve, because I'm flexible with everything. Um, I've been really enjoying going out and doing the assessing because then we really get to talk to the homeowners and share their stories, love on them. Um, We've done that for the last two trips at the beginning, and I've really enjoyed doing that. Because a lot of other times we don't see the homeowners, so that's been a really a blessing to be able to pray with them and spend time with them.
1: Okay, so these are the families that have lost everything, and you assess. Explain to the listeners what assessing is, Robin.
4: Okay. When we assess is what we go in and see what the damage is. Um, like now we have tree pro- tr- um, damage, so we have to assess what kind of trees need to be cut down um, that are to make it safe for the family. We have different colored ribbons for different cutters that we have to cut. Um, and then sometimes they still have, like, house damage. We might have to go in and tarp roofs. Um, if it's damaged real bad, we might have to help them clear out their um, personal items to get them packed up because the house has to be demoed. That would be like a tornado. Flooding, we go in and assess for, if it's for mud outs, which is taking out drywall and any um that's been wet so the mold don't set in we can get dehumidifiers and fans in there so we assess what needs to be done with each homeowner's um, situation
2: so Brian let me ask you a question now that you're on the front Mm -hmm. lines like that um, my my wife and I experienced that when we were down in Panama City the the initial stepping on the grounds for the first time what is the story that kind of just resonates in your thought process of being the first person to meet that homeowner Uh, that has the potential to help them out
5: um i i think that you know sometimes we come in people are are a little bit skeptical um they they have a hard time believing that you're coming down to help them um so i yeah so i always try to um and and i have to agree with robin the assessing is really a a great part of this this ministry and what we do um but being the first ones there um we always we're always able to tell them you know that we're a Christian organization and we're, we're here to help you for free and they look at you and they kind of like man I don't know and then you and then we offer to pray with them and we just feel the tension relieved and uh, to watch the homeowners then begin to start to share their story uh, of what happened to them and and uh, you know how they didn't expect anybody to come help and and uh, you know they just start letting their guard down. And uh, that's a great, that's a moving part of, of this ministry. It really, really shows, God shows up every time, every time.
1: So you both have been to multiple disasters the last couple of years with Eight Days of Hope. Uh, I know, um, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, flooding, uh, and you go into an environment where there's chaos. And I love how Chris Charles, one of our leaders, says, our hope and goal is to bring calm into chaos. Uh-huh. So so just share with the listeners, um, we'll, we'll come back to you, uh, Robin. Um, w- share with the listeners, you, you reach out to a family, and they're getting a phone call from a, an area code and a number they don't know. And what are some of their first responses when you introduce yourself over the phone and just tell them a little bit about what God has called you to do? What, what are some of the responses?
5: Um, most of it. Most of the time it's, it's, uh, oh man, fantastic. You know, they're like, we've, we've, you know, we're really excited that, uh, that you're here and we, we thank you. Um, sometimes, like I said, we have some that are a little bit skeptical and they're like, ah, I don't know if I know you and you know, and like that, but, uh, we're able to usually ease their mind. And if not, when we start showing up, when crews start showing up and helping the neighbors, then they become very receptive.
1: What about you, Robin?
4: Yeah. Um, the first steps, Steve. Usually, we don't call them. We just go to the out to homes, go home to home. Okay. Um, it's when the leaders come out. We let them know. You might get a phone call from an outside area. Answer it. But if you don't answer it, they will leave a message because everybody gets so many telemarketers. Sure. They don't. They're scared about answering. Scared about. it. So we always go, we're out personally when we first start doing the assessing. Um, Then after that, then the leaders will call them. But like Brian said, once they go out there and they see this whole crew of people loving on them, and we start out with a prayer whenever a crew goes out, so they just love on them Mm -hmm. when they first get there and then they do the work and love on them again with another prayer when we leave. So then they really, like Brian said, when they were there and we're seeing homeowners next door working on, Everybody starts, okay, you're doing this. They're watching what we're doing as oh, Christians yes. with each other, sure. loving on each other, loving on them. And it's really, especially down here, it's really opened up a door. Most of the people in this area has not heard of Eight Days of Hope, mm. but now they have. And we even had people donate back because it was such a blessing mm. to them to 8 Days of Hope.
1: We're talking to Robin and Brian Jar, they're out of Michigan. They're full-time missionaries with 8 Days of Hope. We're going to go into a break segment so here but before we do that, I'm going to put you guys both on hold here so just hold on guys, don't go anywhere. Mike, um think about it. you're, you're living somewhere. A tornado comes, a flood comes, no fault of your own. You have significant damage to your house. And then a Robin or Brian call you or stop at your, your, your place. You know, mm-hmm. you have a trailer in front of the house mm-hmm. or maybe just happen to be coming by, going through your items to see what you can salvage. And they say they're there to help. And mm-hmm. Brian's point, you know, some can be skeptical. Sure. I mean, that's the world we live in today. Yeah. Because n- people don't help each other like they did yeah. 50 years ago or 30 years yeah. ago. Right. But when they shared crops 100 years <laughs> ago. Right. You, you, that doesn't happen anymore.
2: Yeah. And I think that's even to the, the flip of that. That's why they end up so open, because it's almost like, really? You're here to help me? What What's the gimmick they might be thinking at first? Yeah, gimmick, you, know, right. you know, they're going to be cynical at first, but yeah. then...
1: What's it going to cost? You know, yeah,
2: but then, because, like you said, we've always said you've challenged them. What, what, what's your three-minute testimony? Tell people why you're there and why, you know, why would you show up and you're from New York or Michigan or, you know, from um, South Carolina to help us? And, you know, God uses those moments to communicate with them we're just here to love as you always say Mm -hmm. to love and serve and to see you get on your feet but why we're doing this is because of the love of jesus we have in our hearts we want to share with you so yes it breaks walls down
1: (laughs) the greatest sermon i ever heard is the one i saw and people when they see and they meet robin and brian and other missionaries and other volunteers with 80s hope and other ministries as well Other ministries as well. There's a lot of great ministries out there trying to be a glimpse of Jesus. It does open up some unique conversations. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back in just a minute. We're talking to Robin and Brian Jarre out of Michigan. They're missionaries. Uh, They just got back recently from Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to talk a little bit about that with them when we come back. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX.
6: Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A-rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara gutter to read reviews of their service or call them today for an estimate at 3500 mention eight days of hope to receive a ten percent discount on your gutter service Niagara gutter Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider
1: eight days of hope is based right outside of Tupelo Mississippi and that serves as our national headquarters our Northeast satellites in Buffalo New York and this summer will be opened up our Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa.
3: Steve Tiber, President of Eight Days of Hope.
1: If you're a church or a faith-based nonprofit ministry and you have a need for those that you are trying to love and serve, sign up for our distribution ministry. It's simple. Go to our website, click on Distribution Ministry, submit the name of your organization or the name of your church, and every two months we will notify you with products that we've been given to allow the church to minister to those who are hurting. Instead of you running out and writing checks and going to your benevolence fund, we get these things for free. Uh, They're usually overruns or last year's model, but it's all brand new. And as long as you're willing to come to pick it up, it's free. You just got to come and get it.
3: Eight Days of Hope, serving those in need in the name of Jesus.
1: To learn more about the ministry Eight Days of Hope, please go to 8daysofhope.com.
0: This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848.
1: Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tyver. Good morning. Mike, good morning. Good morning. Hanging out with
2: Mike Fiella. It's always good to do this on a Saturday, especially at this time and everything that's going on. It's an up, and, and listeners, I hope you get uplifted today. Oh, we hope that's, so. That's our purpose, Amen. just to you know share the love of Jesus and the good stories uh, that that uh, that's going on.
1: We love these God stories, and today we have some guests who recently. Uh, we're with Eight Days of Hope in Nashville, Tennessee, after the tornadoes, Mike. Those yeah. tornadoes, I think it's been about, what, four weeks now. And uh, I love the fact that leaders of Eight Days of Hope were there the next morning and that volunteer leaders were there the next day. And then yeah. our volunteers, uh, now that was pre-virus, and then while right. we were there, the virus,
2: you know. Then it so, hit. oh, my gosh, so much flexibility. But they did an amazing job. They really did, Mike. I saw a video of you down there. and. And yes. Steve, I, yeah, and I got to say that <clears throat> because of the devastation, and this is what I love about your heart, and it, its the heart of all the volunteers of Eight Days of Hope. You can see the tears in your eyes when you were walking oh. ar- around those neighborhoods, and it remind me of uh, um, the trips that my wife and I have gone on just to see the devastation. It yeah. just—you can see it in your eyes. But hey, thank God that people like Brian and Robin are just volunteering along with the others to to get these jobs done.
1: Let's get them back back on the show. Brian and um, Robin, good morning again. Good morning. morning. So you guys serve at least 140 days a year with eight days of hope. You still got something going on the side to try to make ends meet. Of course, you raise dollars. Listeners, we're going to tell you in a minute how you can donate to maybe help them out. Not maybe you would help them out. But recently you just left Nashville. You were down there after the tornado. How quickly did you guys show up after the tornado?
5: Um, I guess it was probably about three days after, I think. Uh, We were... We were serving at the time in Jackson, uh, Mississippi, from the flooding. Yeah, of course, um, of because that's what you do. Yeah, servants, right? One city to another. <laughs> there you
2: go. Well,
5: I was actually, I was actually planning to go home, and then uh, this happened, and, and God just said, "You know, those people need help," so we came over here. We went, we went to Nashville. <laughs> well, you know, Mike,
1: to get to Michigan from Jackson, Mississippi, you got to go through Nashville. So you might as well stop and work for a couple sure, weeks, might right? might as well just hang Not yeah, out. Know. Yep. <laughs> Robin, Robin, what were you doing in Nashville? You showed up. What were some of the first things you did when you showed up? And what were your first – let's start there, but the second part of the question, Robin, is um, tornado damage is a lot different than flooding damage. What goes through your mind when you walk through some of those neighborhoods? So what did you do first, and what did you think – as you walk through those neighborhoods
4: well when we got here first uh... we thought we we're going to have a little break because we had been working two weeks before that in jackson but we hit the hit the uh, pavement running <laughs> brian went out with the crew to help cut trees and i went out and started assessing jobs. Um, so we have work for the crew leaders to do um... after that it, it is devastating Steve. just to think of what we would go through with if something like this happened at home, you just pop come over a hill or something going down the road and it might look fine in one area, but you get to another area and just splinters of wood and housing and trees down, it's it is heart wrenching to see what happens people go through. Hmm.
1: The the damage and you and you watch the T V and you see the pictures and you you know, you, you look on the internet or Twitter, it doesn't It doesn't do it justice. I mean, when you're there and you do a 360, it's a little overwhelming, isn't it, Robin?
4: Yes, it can be very overwhelming. Um, Just seeing houses that are just – because as assessing, we kind of – we're in an area, but we still got to find other ones that need help that's not right in a town if it happened in a town. So we're going out within the country – Riding the countryside trying to follow the area so we make sure we help the people that need to be helped and they're not forgotten So yeah, it's very devastating to see what one section would be compared to another section just with one tornado going through
2: So Brian you are out um, Now are you let me ask you this question first. Uh, do you operate a chainsaw? Have you been certified?
5: Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, um, I do yeah,
2: and the reason I mention it because we want to make sure that all of our volunteers are safe and able to handle this equipment properly.
1: Well, uh, Mike, but the listener doesn't, what does it mean to be certified? I mean, does that mean you stay at a holiday Inn express and express the next day, you get a chainsaw <laughs> or, well, you know what, Brian, let's, let's ask you, Brian. So you got certified. What does that mean? What do you have to go through before you get a chainsaw in your hand? I want the listeners to know that safety is important. Eight days
2: open. There you go, Brian, tell, yes,
1: tell the listeners a little bit about the certification program.
5: Um, uh, Jack Miller, uh, one of the, the missionaries, volunteers with Eight Days of Hope, uh, has had extensive training through uh, Steel Chainsaw Corporation. And uh, he does a, train saw, a chainsaw training class. Mm. Say that three times, right? Um, and then he, uh, and he does a really good job, but he teaches uh, you about the saw and he teaches you about safety. Um, you know, everybody in Eight Days of Hope that uh, runs a saw is required to wear chaps and a helmet and face gear. Um, just for our own protection um, I come from a, uh, I guess A farming, farming back, A farming background And uh, So you know I maybe didn't follow all them practices Until I went through this course But it's a, it's a really good course um, So then we certify people With uh, yellow ribbons, blue ribbons Or uh, Sometimes we uh, And then we have red cutters too That are more advanced Cutters so,
1: what are are you a red?
5: I am not a red yet. I mean, um, if there's nothing in the immediate fall zone, I still have a little more training to do with uh, with Chris or one of the other red cutters. Um, but yeah, I am a blue cutter, and uh, if trees aren't in the fall zone, I can take the red tree down if there's nothing
2: in the fall zone. So you're coming from a farming background, and you already know how to run a chainsaw. It, this speaks volumes to maybe attitude or how i mean you got to go through what did you think i got to go through a, a training for this i have to go through certification where i know how to do this um how did you feel about that
5: i i did I, that was the, my almost my exact sentiments i thought man i've been because i i've been cutting wood for 30 years to heat the house you know and i said i and i know how to run a saw and stuff but uh, it was it was very good training i learned a lot of things and i think that if we all just go in with an open mind, and that's one thing that my dad always told me, that you know, you're never too old to learn anything. So mm, he yeah. said, if you go in with an open mind, you'll learn.
1: Robin, have you ever worked in the feeding department of Eight Days of Hope, where, where they're making meals for hundreds, sometimes thousands, or is that something you and Brian don't really care or attracted to do?
4: No, I've pretty much worked in all the departments. I've done feeding. I've been out with Brian chainsaw cutting. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing pretty much everything i've been helping dad this week in between doing other stuff helping her in the kitchen too with what she needs
1: okay cool i like that i like that um i know mike's got a question but i one more quick one brian why won't they let me handle a chainsaw (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's, that is wrong what is so mike so i go to a i certif- I'm, I'm in nashville a couple of weeks ago you know we had left you know just recently we were there for the tornado and they were doing a certification class and i thought you know what i'm gonna take it mm-hmm. and and they said that i couldn't stay what's up with that mike
2: i understand why i mean
1: come on man why well, brian
2: I, I love you steve but i know there's a guy that by the name of has a Tiber name attached to it, and I think it's you, Steve. Oh. We're on was on a roof once, and uh, there was something about you nailed your toe to the thing.
1: Oh, no, no, that was my finger. Oh, your finger. That was my finger. Okay, I have so, my so mistake. you a paintbrush. Yeah, th- thank you.
5: Yeah. I, was, I hear he's a fantastic painter. Though. Thank you. Th-
1: I have a gift. I have a gift. Um, right. Wow. Yeah, that, that red, yellow, blue, white, whatever code. I, they, they said no code for you, no color, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Mike, have you ever handled a chainsaw?
2: Yeah, I, I got certified, but they, they didn't give me the red. <laughs> they oh. said, if, if the tree's on the ground and there's nothing else around and no people around, then you can ch- No, <laughs> I, I, have, I just hit the beginners one to start with because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to start someplace but uh, yeah
1: so you guys have got to raise some of your own support and it's not easy especially what's going on in the world right now you know you know i'm concerned we all should be concerned not overwhelmed but just you have to realize when you lead a ministry or part of a ministry that there's a chance those dollars will be fewer and fewer over the next month's couple months as we kind of figure out the next step in our journey with what's going on um about raising money, it's hard to raise money. What are some of the things you're doing to try to get the word out about how people can support you, the two of you, in the mission field?
4: Well, we started up a, a Missions of God website on Facebook to connect with people we know and friends we know. Oh, okay. What's we the, have connect-
1: What's the title? I'm sorry, Robin.
4: Missions of God.
1: Missions of God on Facebook. Okay.
4: Yep. Um, we've connected with different churches in our community, um, that Brian goes to a men's breakfast every third Wednesday or third Saturday. Um, so that church run, uh, another church runs that different than ours and they've come in and been interested in helping support us. We have other uh, men that been going to that breakfast is helping support us now. Uh So we just reach out to friends, family, and anybody that. We can put letters out to them and to get support.
2: <clears throat> Let me ask. The, I'm going I'm looking over your bio here a little bit, and I see that you've been in multiple places: New York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. But I want to s- center in on the headquarters in Tupelo, which is an awesome facility. How did you guys participate in that?
4: We um, were down there for missionary training in January. When they were going to be starting building it in February, so we were right there. We stayed an extra couple of weeks to help on the re, uh, the building of the warehouse. Um, I was down there quite a bit this fall, helping get it um, straightened around, organized a little more. So whenever they need something, we try to get down there to help them. Right now, um, after Nashville, we took some equipment back. After Jackson, mm-hmm. we had taken some equipment back and helped transport stuff from the headquarters to. The sites
1: too. People don't realize Mike how many pieces of equipment God's yeah. blessed us with. I mean we have dozens mm. of pieces of equipment that need to be moved mm. around wow. and and not everybody can do that. We have some people think they can do that and after a time or two when <laughs> you, when you see a couple, couple scratches and dents you're like hey brother maybe this isn't your gift go to the chainsaw area where they <laughs> yeah, won't let right. Steve come in but anyways um, thank you guys for, for doing that. So if you're interested in supporting Robin and Brian as they go out in the mission field I'm going to give you a website in a minute where you can actually search their last name, and you can donate online. You get a tax deduction. You become a monthly supporter. Wouldn't it be great if Mike, if just two or three people just said, That's "Hey, right. twenty-five dollars a month, something. Sure. We're going to give up Starbucks this week, or we're not going to go to our, you know, favorite." I'm not saying to boycott Starbucks. My point is, hey, <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be great if a couple of people said, you know, we want to stand the gap. We can't go our life. You know, we got young kids. I, my job doesn't want me to leave. Sure. But but the need is huge, and we're going to give that website in a minute, Mike. And as you know, it's. I mean, it's needed. It's it's as important
2: as you physically going and volunteering yourself, knowing that you're given to somebody that can get the job done if in the event you can't go. It's no different than a
1: compassion child the way
2: I look That's at right. it. You yeah.
1: know my family and I uh, we we've, we've had Winkley down in Haiti for about 15 years. I think he's like 19 or 20 now. Mm-hmm. And every month $38 every month it, it but it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so go to global listeners go to globaloutreach.org. globaloutreach.org and then in the search just put this last name J a H R, Is that right, Robin? Yeah. Yep. Ooh, man, I got nervous there. I just had a moment, like, that's not right. J-A-H-R, Jar, J-A-H-R, Robin and uh, Brian. And you can make a donation on live, become a monthly supporter, and, and you could be a part of, so the next time they're in a Nashville-type situation and you see it on the news, you know you're supporting someone making a
2: difference, Mike. You got to do it because do you notice know, so, a little something they've said. Uh, we decided to stay a little longer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, that's flexibility.
2: An, that's an incredible heart to have as a missionary. I'm here for this l- length of time, but I decided to stay a little longer because oh, the job it. wasn't done. Yeah, do know, that's don't their don't hearts. Yeah. I know these
1: guys. That's their hearts. <clears throat> Robin, um, we only got a couple minutes left. Um, what do you like best about Eight Days of Hope and in, in the journey God has you on?
4: Um. A lot of different things. I like being able to help people and going out and meeting new people and being there for their need. But the Eight Days of Hope family, it's, they're an extension to my own family at mm. home. We love on each other. We encourage each other. we got new people coming in all the time. Our church even supports this and since groups from our church. We have some that come down this time. And I got three guys that we're coming back. When can we find out sooner? So we told them, just get on 8 Days of Hope website, put in your email, and you'll know as soon as we're going to be going. But it's just such a loving Christian community that we just love on each other. We support each other. If somebody's having a bad day, we say, hey, we love you. You're doing a great job. And it's, 8 Days of Hope is just they're here for helping people, and that's what we're here We can get the work done, but it's to love and serve and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's what they are.
2: Yeah. You know something, folks? If you're listening and uh, you're our listening today, listen to the the underlying thing. Um, It's helping people. It's what would Jesus do, the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all searching for something we want to give, we want to contribute. This is the way to do it. Either come out and volunteer, get on the website, or as Steve just said, it's globaloutreach.com org, org. org. Yep. and uh look up j a h r j a h r j a
1: r h r you're right
2: and then support support yeah. what's going on I please mean, just yeah that'd j- be great jump in
1: brian one last question what do you like best about serving as a missionary full-time with eight days of hope
5: um i ditto a lot of what robin said uh the eight days of whole family is an amazing family um we're always tired when we, when we leave a yeah. and we go home and, uh, you know, but boy, it's not very long and we're missing that family like crazy again. We're, yeah, so We're always looking, you know, not that we're praying for disasters. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying, but we're always, always praying that we can go somewhere. We can either go back to Tupelo and, and uh, help out there or go to Amen. Buffalo and help Dan, uh, which Dan's an amazing leader too. We love working with him. So, okay. um, yeah, just love, uh, I love the Eight Days of whole family. And, and, nice. You know, be in the hands of Jesus, what we can do for people.
1: Mike, why don't you pray Robin and Brian out today? Thank you, Robin okay. and Brian. But go ahead, Mike. Yes. I want you to pray. Father, place. we do
2: thank you for these two awesome servants, Lord, for their, their, their marriage, their commitment, their family, their desire, their passion to serve, yes. uh, just serve people in, that are desperately in need. Father, I pray that there's been so many listening today, or finds out about their ministry and, uh, and just begins to, to give and donate, and keep them healthy, keep them strong, yes, keep them uh, just uh, continually fall in, fall in love with each other again as you continue to serve Jesus. And uh, thank you for falling in love with our, the community. So God, just bless them physically, financially, spiritually, yes, in Lord. every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
5: Thank you, Mike. Thank, thank you, you, Robin sure. and Brian. We love Pretty you guys. Cool. Thank you, Steve. We love you, too. Thank
1: you. Uh, and it was, good, it was good seeing you guys down in Nashville, and I know that uh, our paths will cross again not too far yeah. down the road. But, uh, again, go, sure. go to globaloutreach.org, globaloutreach.org, and just search Jar J-A-H-R, and you get a chance to uh, read their bio and all that, all that great stuff and hopefully good make stuff, a donation. Man. Love you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks,
4: Steve.
1: Oh, yes, Mike.
2: Does it get any better than this? It's I just, just like hearing awesome. I like hearing these stories of just yeah. people
1: who take a step of faith. Right. You know, she's not a contractor, neither was he, and yet they're being used. And you know what? We're going to wrap up. Let, let's do this. We'll, we'll come back and just visit with a couple more minutes on a couple things. But I love how God is, is, is using yes. uh, Brian and Robin. Yes. Amazing. Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. You can listen every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern time right here on WDCX.
6: This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like 8 Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Hi, it's Robbie Raw. I want to tell you about the Kingdom Business Bureau. The Kingdom Business Bureau is a directory of businesses that strive to honor the Lord in everything we do, consistent with biblical principles. If you are a large or small business in Canada or the U.S. and want to be part of the directory, email us at Bureau at gmail.com. If you're looking for a business that strives to honor the Lord, go to kingdombusinessbureau.com.
3: Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope.
1: The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off.
3: Come be the hands and feet of Jesus.
1: Every single month somewhere in the country, we're going to partner with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our Safe House Construction Ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
0: Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848.
1: Welcome back to Hope Rains, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Today, Mike, we had Brian and Robin Jar, They're missionaries with the Eight Days of Hope. Again, you can learn more about them at globaloutreach.org. Globaloutreach.org. Search the last name Jar, J-A-H. H as in hello, J-A-H-R. Um, but here's... Don't hear this the wrong way. A simple couple. Right. We're not talking about licensed contractors. They were building right. homes, and now we're going to go serve with 8 Days of Hope. But you know, they had a paving company, and Robin fell in love with 8 Days because she went, and then she sold her sure. husband on it. He came, <laughs> and now they talk about the thing they both love the most. Yeah. They both mentioned um, was the family of 8 Days of Hope, that their family's been
2: extended. And you and I have seen that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's getting to the point, Steve, the more... <laughs> trips that you go on (laughs) you can probably visit any state absolutely uh, you're gonna know somebody you're gonna have some place to stay and a a meal provided for you but uh it is exciting i think it's family it's it's still it hits me as a movement of god in the not the trenches but the real people doing real things for real people in need amen it's simple you know loving on people serving them then rebuilding their homes.
1: <laughs> what a perfect time for the church in the world today that we live in. And it's a lot different than it was a month ago or two months ago, even two weeks ago. You know, um, what a great time for us to be a light. And and it's simple. You know, think about years ago, Mike, I, I remember growing up in North Buffalo uh, every, gosh, just about three, four nights a week, especially in the summer. We'd find a board game, and all the neighbor kids would be on one porch playing a game together. (laughs) And, you know, families on a moment's notice say, hey, let's all order pizza tonight. Sure. This is a perfect time to kind of revisit that.
2: Absolutely. You know, in
1: small groups and just Mm -hmm. hang out and get to know one
2: another. I always said this. You know, as I always talk about my grandkids, I use the term fellowship. Now, that that sounds lofty. I like that. no, No. I say, let's have fellowship. Look at me. What is that? Well, it's talking It's uh, definitely having the pizza together and just getting back down to the the basic grassroots of relationship and communication with each other. And these times bring these things out in us. That should be our foundation. Hopefully when we're all beyond this, we keep that as a foundation.
1: You want to get your priorities straight, visit some of the families that suffer disaster and and lose just about everything, their keepsakes, their finances, uh, with with their, their facility, their house. A business if they own one and your world gets shaken and it puts things in perspective real quick it does you know if you're healthy and you're safe and and your loved ones um are all there Mm -hmm. it it, it makes excuse me it makes those other things they really aren't the the end all that we make them to be mike
2: i would say that's why anybody and everybody that is able go on at least one trip and then when you get back your your whole perspective will be changed
1: Thank you, Robin and Brian, for joining us today. Mike, thank you again for oh, hanging out. Come on, Steve. It Thanks feels like we've been me. here for uh, three minutes, but I know it's been a lot <laughs> longer than that, but you're always fun to hang out with. Hey, love you, man. Yeah, love you, too. Love your family, I'll oh. tell you. it's um, Yeah, you're such an encouragement. <sighs> don't want to get sidetracked, but I love
2: you. <laughs> I do, I do, I do.
1: <laughs> Anyways, hey, um, learn more about the uh, ministry, 8 Days of Hope. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Our YouTube channel, uh, called 8 Days of Hope, Click on the uploads and just watch some of those videos. We're announcing on April 18th our intentions to uh, to do something here in Buffalo in July, July 18th to the 25th. It's called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Last year was the University District. The University District. I said that fast the first time. Oh, you did. And uh, we're going to announce our next district on April 18th. So you want to tune in on YouTube or Facebook or social media Uh, But we're going to announce that here just down the road a little bit. Until next week, though, Mike. Hey. Hope you have a good week, brother.
2: I will. I'm looking forward to this week. Just uh – some special things going on, but uh, you always do, yeah. So do you. you I know? know
1: that's the world we live in. <laughs> uh, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for Robin yes. and Brian. We thank you for mm-hmm. the partners and sponsors, the volunteers, the prayer warriors, Lord. The prayer warriors out there that are praying for the ministry of eight days open, other ministries around the country. Father, I pray that if someone is listening mm-hmm. today and they know you and they're sitting on the sideline, Father, they would step out in faith and use the gifts you've given them, Father, yes. you've blessed them with to love and serve the brokenhearted, to be a light in a very dark world that exists today, Lord. Use us, Father. Use Mm -hmm. us, Father. Let us Mm -hmm. step out on faith. Let us smile. Let us be an encourager. Let us uh, be a glimpse of hope and uh, just some joy, Father, that when people run into us, Father, they know that we know you by the way we live our lives. Mm -hmm. Father, be with Mike this week and all the listeners all of our friends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next Saturday here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX.
0: Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.